0: It's Wednesday, February seventh, and I post. I posted the new Wazard art style. I shared it in my Discord and I shared it on my Mastodon. Which, if you want to follow me on Mastodon, uh, it's at Heartbeast at Mastodon. Uh, let's see. Let's see, mastodon.gamedev.place slash at heartbeast. That looks like that's my profile. So you could uh, check it out there if you're interested, if you're curious and you wanna go see, um, I posted it on there. It was one of the first iterations. Uh, I've actually done an iteration since then. I'll probably wait to post newer a newer iteration. I'm working right now on a second biome. The response from the first one was quite good. Uh, most people, the, the, the positive response was this looks really good. It's really clear. It's really readable. Uh, the UI, the, the everything about this is readable. It makes it easier to understand the gameplay. Um, pretty much everybody liked it more. Uh, I sent it to Matt Hackett as well, and he gave me some really useful feedback talking about how um, the kind of different vibes where the first art style gave off more of like a Zelda vibe, and this art style gives off more of like a rogue dungeon crawling vibe. Uh, The other one was more light on mechanics, light on inventory. He expected this one to be heavier on mechanics, have more depth, more inventory, Basically, <laughs> I know he is trying to be not objective, but it kind of sounded like he thought this from the art style alone, this game looked like a deeper game, um, a more interesting game. So the the response has been really positive. Uh, the one thing that that needs needed some addressing, I've already made some adjustments in my newer iterations was that there are a few people who thought that it was a platformer at first glance. And I can see why uh, the walls around the edges of the room and the doors and exits kind of feel platform-esque. So I made some adjustments to those uh, and sent it to... uh, The adjusted version isn't on Mastodon, so you can't see that. Um, But there are pretty subtle adjustments to it. Um, and I sent those to, uh, the person who said it looked very platformy. It's actually Kyle from my discord. Um, he helps out with a lot of Godot questions and really great guy. Uh, so he said that the changes that I made made it look much less platformy. So that seems to be fixed. The new biome that I'm working on is kind of the ash lava biome. Uh, the one that's in the current demo i'm I'm doing some visuals for that, and it it it's a good start I have so far. It's been interesting to convert the enemies, kind of shrink them a little bit, even though the resolution is is exactly the same. I've had to shrink the enemies a little bit uh and I shrunk the player. I wanted to shrink the player from the very beginning anyway, so I always knew I was going to be shrinking the player. And this just gives me the opportunity to kind of shrink some of the enemies as well. As I've kind of learned what the game is that I'm making, uh, I've better been able to find the the art that fits this this game. So, (laughs) great response. Now, it makes me wonder if like I'm really curious what this is gonna to do to wishlists when I when I change the Steam page. Uh, the goal for this week is to try and implement a basic version of this mock-up into the game. So it won't look quite as nice yet, but it'll be a very basic version. And that's gonna be I don't know if that's possible this week. It's already Wednesday. Uh, so I, I would have today, tomorrow and Friday, um, but I'm going to start working toward that and see how that goes. Uh, it makes me wonder that the positive response to this makes me wonder if, if, I mean, that this art style does look really cool. Don't get me wrong. I like how it looks a lot. But if people just didn't really like the other art style, um, if it was kind of off-putting for a lot of people. Where this one's not and I really thought the other art style was looked really good Um, but maybe it's just not a very appealing art style for most for my target audience I guess Um, because yeah they they seem to just really like this one and this is like first iterations you know the other art style I had iterated on a few different times and it didn't seem to be going anywhere so uh, wasn't converting very well in wishlists, anyways on Steam. I think your art style really makes a difference. We'll see how much this moves the needle if I'm able to uh, implement this into the game and see how it how it feels in game because right now obviously I just have a mock-up so there's still quite a bit of uncertainty around how I'm going to implement this, how I'm going to get it all working. Uh, but once I kind of work through that, I'm curious to see what it's going to do to my wish list on my Steam page. And I'll make a YouTube devlog about the new art style and implementing it. And I can do, you know, the cliche title of my, the art for my game sucked, so I remade it or whatever. <laughs> that's kind of a it's it's almost a cliche at this point for game developers in their devlogs to do that uh but yeah uh, the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately and this is a slightly unrelated um but I've been thinking about my turn-based course I had some I had a student who asked some really good questions about the way that I've got the inventory set up with resources and saving and loading. And it kind of turned into a big rabbit hole that I jumped down uh, over the last few days, um, helping them with their questions, resolving that. Uh, My first solution was kind of rushed and it wasn't a very good one. So then I took the time to dig in and really try and figure out the problem and give them a better solution but my turn based course was done in gdo 3.5 uh, well 3.x and i don't remember which version exactly i think it was 3.5 um, and <clears throat> so i've i haven't updated it because it's a very very if I were to just redo that same course in Godot 4, it would be a lot of work for hardly any payoff. And the reason is because, uh, from a student's perspective, it's already an intermediate course. And so, students who should be taking that course, students who are already at an intermediate level, um, can generally translate between engines. So, they can actually take it in Godot 4 without very much effort. Uh so a lot of my students have been just taking the course in Go 4, which makes sense. But with all the issues around um the from the question, it's made me consider whether at some point, so don't get your hopes up. I'm just thinking through this right now. At some point if I were to redo that course, um, and it wouldn't be what I would do is probably not do the same course. I probably wouldn't use the same assets. I wouldn't, it would be a completely new turn-based course in Godot 4. And I probably wouldn't use resources. And there's nothing inherently wrong with resources, but, uh, and there are definitely some benefits to being able to edit them in the editor. But because of how resources work with needing to duplicate any resources that Uh, You want to have like an instance of that resource. And um, with saving, how you have to, uh, basically if you want any sort of safe saving system where users can share their save files without worry of viruses, malicious software, you have to deserialize and serialize the resource. And at least in the current version of Godot. Maybe in the future, they'll make some changes to that. But right now, you have to do that, which means you might as well be using objects anyways, like a ref counted, um, which I'm getting a little bit technical here, but you almost might as well be using object anyway objects anyways. And, and so there's nothing inherently wrong with using resources, and a lot of people use resources. And I think there's still a lot of useful places for resources. It just made me consider if... Because of the way you have to save them. If using ref counted, you'd get most of the same benefits without some of the confusion. Because beginners definitely, and even more intermediate users, tend to be a little bit confused about how resources work. I'm pretty comfortable with them now, but I'm not sure that it's worth it. That's just kind of what I've been thinking the last few days. Um, So... Yeah. If if I do end up deciding to redo the turn based course, it's not a course that I would really update in the future. So I would do it, I would redo it, kind of have this is how I think you should do a turn based course. And then if Godot five came out, I'd just be like, well, you kinda need to translate it. Um it's for Godot 4. Uh, you know, I'd keep it I'd pretty much keep it out as long as it was for the long-term support version of godot and then i'd probably remove it the minute it wasn't compatible with that and that leads into another thing that i've been thinking about a lot lately which is how much of your game's logic how much do you actually want in the editor especially if you're a solo developer Um, having resources resources One of the benefits of resources is that they can be really easy to manipulate in the editor, which is extremely useful if someone on your team isn't a programmer. They don't have to dive into the code, they can manipulate the resource directly from the editor. And that's useful, it helps prevent errors. Um, I think that that benefit of resources is still extremely useful. using the editor in general is useful if you have team members who aren't programmers and they're going to need to manipulate things in the game. But if you're a solo developer or a very small team with, you know, small teams tend to have people who are familiar enough with code, you know. uh, I'm starting to wonder how useful it is to put stuff in the editor unless there's a visual component. Um, if, If, if that element of your game moves anywhere in space or posi- position in space matters or position over time, like for an animation, if those matter, then an editor is very useful. And I think you should be using the editor. Otherwise, I kind of think maybe it's best to just do it in code. And so that's what I'm leaning toward now. Um, and I'm gonna experiment some with that, I think, in the future. Like, what am I putting in code? What am I putting in the editor? That's a whole different topic uh, (laughs) that I kind of jumped into, but it's been something that's been on my mind. How much of your game's logic or even structure um, should you put in the editor? should you try and structure as much as you can in the code itself? And the answer to that question for me uh, is I'm leaning more toward put your structure and your logic inside of text, so inside of code and not in the editor. The hard thing is that with Godot, there there are a lot of benefits to structuring stuff in the editor and so I think maybe I'll continue to utilize though that part, you know, structuring the scene, building a scene is very useful in Godot, especially with UI. So Wazard, uh, yeah, art style, new art style is, uh, seems to be widely received as being a good thing. People like it a lot. My opinion on it, as far as a workflow perspective goes, is that designing the enemies and designing the player is much easier for me. The art style is similar to Demon Lock's art style, which I have a lot of experience in. <laughs> I made a lot of art for Demon Lock and I got very comfortable in that art style. And so I think I'm good at it. I think it kind of comes naturally to me. It's, it's kind of my own style. And I'm wondering if I just need to adopt this for any 2D game in the future. Um, but designing enemies, uh, designing the player, designing charms, uh, relics, UI, I think will all be relatively easy for me. Uh, I, designing the backgrounds is taking a while. There's a lot more detail in the backgrounds. And I may need to find some workflow, I may need to look at some workflow stuff to try and make that faster. Um, if I can take some of my mockups and try and create them in Level Design Toolkit, for example. I think this art style would be really easy to design in something like Level Design Toolkit. So. And I should look into that, I think. Note to self, um, look into level design toolkit again and see if I can use that for more quickly creating um, background variation and room variation. Because I need to, a lot of people felt like my old rooms were all very similar. Uh, the the I had somebody in my YouTube comments uh, a while back say something like, you call yourself a game designer, your level design sucks or something, which at first I was like, what? What are you talking about? My level design is fine. Um, But I think they meant visually. I think they were talking about the visuals of the game, not the actual mechanical level design because the rooms did have a lot of variation um, in the way that you played them. I mean, as much as the fact that I only have a few rooms right now, um, but between those rooms, there is variation in how you play the level. Uh, so I think they are talking more visually than anything. And I, I can agree with that. All, every single dungeon room looked kind of the same and it made the game look like there wasn't very much depth or variation to it. Even if there was, when people are playing, you know, they're, each room, the layout of the room matters when you're playing. And so it looked like it didn't matter, but it did matter. And now I think it'll look like it matters too. So we'll see, but I think as I, yeah, looking into level design toolkit, it seems like a no brainer next step. Um, I've been looking at it for a while. It's a great software. It's a great tool, I guess and i've been really interested in using it but never really found it to be necessary for a project that i was working on Uh, so i never actually adopted it into my workflow but i think now is the time it feels very it feels very built for the project that i'm working on so level design toolkit the other the other I guess this is a concern that I have with the current um, version, which is that I don't know how displaying text will look because before I was using HD text inside of the game because I felt like I could with my art style, with this version of the game, I can't. I can't get away with that. And to be honest, I'm not sure I could get away with it before very well. Some people were okay with it, but there were players who didn't like the font and the way it looked in-game. So I have, there's some current concerns there, but I have to remember that, um, I have to remember that Nintendo somehow managed to make Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy. <laughs> hmm. If they can fit, Car that amount of card information into the game boy and make it work like it's actually a fun game that works pretty well i can figure out how to display the information from charms and relics and stuff in the resolution that i have so i have to be confident in my ability to make that fit into this game uh because you know working with text and really low resolutions can be frustrating it's very limiting it's a big constraint and this game has enough text in it that i'm going to have to do that i'm going to have to find or make a font that can support at least other latin-based languages um, you know because i at least want to localize it into languages like portuguese or spanish um I'd like to localize it into languages that have at least a similar alphabet to English. Uh, You know, Chinese and stuff, I don't know. Chinese, Japanese, that might be very difficult for me to localize into it this resolution, but um, I'll look into it and see. Maybe for those games, I will just display a high resolution font and that's just the understanding that, oh yeah, it needed to be localized. my computer went to sleep on me that's my cue that means i've been recording for 20 minutes (laughs) at least 20 minutes so that's those are my thoughts on the new art style overall it seems like it was a huge step in the right direction people are liking it and i still have to test it with my youtube audience when i do the devlog i still have to um kind of kind of get it to a bigger audience but Oh, I forgot. I showed it to my daughter, too. And she said that it all looks really good, except she doesn't like how fat the wizard is. <laughs> that's what she said. She liked the skinnier wizard. And I was trying to explain to her that this wizard just has a bigger cloak. And that that's why the shape is more, like, rounded. Or it's kind of triangular. But it's just a bigger cloak. But she doesn't like the wizard. So... Um, But she liked everything else. And she said she really liked the new mouse, rat, that was in it. She really liked the bat. And she really liked all the spider webs and designs in it. So overall, she liked it as well. But she wasn't as big of a... She missed the old wizard design. Anyway, that's going to be it for this podcast episode. If you have been listening for a while and haven't wishlisted Wazard. I would encourage you to go check out my new mock-up and see if the new visual style looks interesting to you. And if it does, go to Steam, give Wazzard a wishlist, and I will see you all in the next episode.